If there's one thing I've learned over the course of doing this podcast, is that while lots of artists are comfortable with the creative side of things, with writing songs, with playing shows, recording albums, they often find the marketing aspect a bit of a stumbling block. In today's music business, you can't just write music. You need to promote yourself, you need to market yourself, whether that's with a website, with social media, with online branding, whether you're an artist, whether you're a business, uh, a charity, a fundraiser, pretty much anything, developing an online brand is extremely important. Check out Wildflower Media for professional quality website design, graphic design, social media services, and a lot more. If you go to wildflowermedia.ca slash witchpolice today, you can get a discount on everything you need to get your name out, to get your music out, and to make people hear you in the digital space. This episode of the podcast is a one-on-one interview I conducted with international reggae icon Luciano. He's in town for a concert in Winnipeg at the Franco-Manitoban Cultural Centre on Friday night. If you're a long-time listener to the podcast, you might remember an interview I did with Luciano about four or five years ago, the last time he was in Winnipeg. This one is a little bit different. The previous interview was done over the phone, we didn't have a lot of time, and while it was a really fascinating conversation and he had a lot of very interesting things to say about his sound, about what he does and why he does it, phone conversations are always missing something that you can get out of a one-on-one face-to-face conversation. I've always thought on this podcast that if I wasn't interviewing people, it would just be me talking at length about reggae. And although maybe no one would listen, um, I feel like I don't get enough opportunities on this show to nerd out about reggae music, about Jamaican music in general, as much as I would like. So having the opportunity to sit down with an absolute legend of the genre, who, you know, is a multiple-time Grammy nominee, he's had number one hits in various countries, uh, he's worked with some of the top artists to come out of Jamaica and internationally. So to sit down with him and have a conversation about the music, about what he brings to the music, about his inspirations, about his dedication to promoting consciousness in his music, and just his, his general thoughts and, and ideas on a wealth of different topics. It, it was great. It's really something that uh, I don't get the chance to do often. I can do it with local artists, but to get someone of this caliber internationally who's able to sit down and meet me in a coffee shop and do a one-on-one talk, it's rare. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, he's a fascinating guy who is very down-to-earth, very humble despite his years of, years of success. And I strongly encourage everyone to check out his concert tomorrow, if you're listening on Thursday, at the Franco-Manitoban Cultural Center. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of first podcast network. Radio. I'm uh, here in person with a, with a legend, um, with someone who has, has been doing a lot of amazing things in the, the, the music scene for, for many years. And uh, I know I spoke with you last time on we were phone. in town on the phone, but yes, this is it's, it's a pleasure to, to see meet a person you there. in person. Yes, it's a sad, for sure. enough respect. So, so Luciano, the messenger himself, yes. is here in Winnipeg once again um, to perform for the people. Very much. And 
How long have you, when did you come in? How long have you been in town? We just came in last night, you know. Okay. Yeah, man, very excited about performing for my people in Winnipeg. I know, you know, my past experiences have been great. Yeah. Performing at the festivals, you know, and sharing stage with all different music, musicians from all different genres. For sure, yeah. Rock band, reggae band, ska band, you name it. Yeah. It's been great. It's been great. So, how, I guess you don't have a lot of time to prepare for the show. Then you're gonna—is it gonna be heavy practice mode? Well, I've been, I've been actually preparing myself, really. You know. Right on your on your end, yeah, uh, yeah. Right, right. right. Okay. Um, we just have a rehearsal to do later on this evening with the local with the musicians. Band, local yeah. Band. Yeah, yes, okay, okay. yes. Sir. And is it some of the same guys you played same, with last time? The last time. Okay. Yeah. Man. So they know your material. They know me, and they know me well, and I'm yeah. looking forward to this gig. Yeah. So well, you know. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, it's. Uh, it's, it's nice for you to be back here. Yeah, Have man. you been playing a lot of Canadian shows leading up to this? Yeah, a whole lot. You know, this summer has been very busy for me in the, in the Canada area. Yeah. And I really give thanks to my fans who've been loving me and really like place like Kitchener. Yeah. We've never performed before, but this time was nice. It was the first festival they said, I think they kept there. So okay. it was great to be a part of it. Egyptian was on it. And, oh, right on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. we did also reggae at Woodbine um, in Toronto. Yeah. That was a nice reggae festival also. We had Barrington Levy and um, Baby Sham. I think a couple of artists were there. But some, some, some big names. Sanchez. Oh, was yeah, there yeah. Too. yeah. It was a nice, nice vibe. Yeah, yeah. So all these festivals for the summer have been very successful. Yeah. And I've been very, as I said, it's been busy for me in Canada. I don't, I, I need to work on my American visa. So oh, yeah. for yeah. some of my fans who fly over directly to come and see me perform and it was good that I could see them too, you know. So this is, I guess, a place people can come from that yes, to come man. check you out. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you about is, uh, you know, I've been listening to your music for a long time, since yeah. since the 90s, I guess, really. And, yeah. um, you know, you've always had a very, very positive message. You've always uh, yes. been very conscious. How do you feel, you know, in a world where every day you hear about more shootings and, and murders and wars but and all this negativity, how do you maintain that, that positive? You know, it's really sad that these people really, that there's some people out there who are living on a negative side. Yeah. Because even though some people try to keep things positive, if you're making a movie, try to make a message in it. If you're making a song, send a positive message. We have to really give thanks for people like that like radio, disc jockeys, people who stand up for the positive. Yeah. Because there's a lot of negative energy out there. And I think that this negative energy, a lot of people get drawn into it by listening to the wrong music, or sure. watching the wrong movie, or playing the wrong games. So I believe it's our duty and our responsibility, especially those who are talented. If you find yourself gifted in any way, I think we should use it to the benefit of the people. Yeah, yeah. The benefit of humanity. And um, somewhat, if you can inspire people, to me, that is a good thing. Well, when you have the platform, too, you have an audience. And the platform, the music is yeah. a perfect platform yeah. to do this. Yeah. When I listen to the works of Bob Marley and Dennis Brown and Peter Tosh, Bernie Spear, I know this is the mission. Yeah. When I listen to the teachings of Marcus Garvey and the teachings of His Majesty and the teachings of all these great people, I know it's a mission for us, you know, once we get the knowledge and the enlightenment, we should try and enlighten other people. Sure, sure. Do you, do you ever get discouraged, though, just by seeing what's going on in the no, world? No, honestly, sometimes I get a little, you know, like, puzzled. Yeah, That's yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. Because <laughs> when I read the Bible, the Bible tells me all about these things. It tells me about this generation, who's going to be a generation of vipers. And it said, broad is the road that leads to destruction and many travel around. So I think the word has been my guide. Okay. Even when things get a little crazy, I, I, the word always comforts me. Okay. When I read the Bible, I read spiritual teachings, it tells me that even all these wars and rumors of wars, 
these are the signs of the coming of the end of time. You say, even when you see all this fighting going on, it's still not the end as yet. So sometimes you wonder, the word is so intriguing that, and, and mystifying that sometimes when you read it, it puzzles you. But you see, once you read with a clear conscience, yeah. it will tell you all that will happen. So the wicked will spread themselves like a green bay tree. In other words, they get powerful in the earth, but they're soon to be cut off and cast away. So this is it. If you do good to a brother and you find that they disappoint you, not, not returning the love you gave them. Sure. The Bible tells you about all this. So, but the word of God has been my guide. Even when I see even in the music now, there's a lot of craziness going on. Mm -hmm. And the people getting freaky, and the youngsters getting uh, malicious, sending out wrong messages to the people. You know, sometimes it really frustrates me, honestly. When I see how like, the major companies would kind of embrace the slackness and mm -hmm. the, the madness that's going on. And they, they, they tend to suppress the roots and the real culture. People who are here to elevate the people. If you're not careful, they don't give you the real push that they should. Right. So we, honestly, I just have to keep doing my thing and give thanks to everyone who play a part in helping I and I on this mission. Because it's not, this mission is not for one person. It's, it's everyone, or anyone who sees the need to enlighten the people. Do you feel that the youth are receptive to that mission and to, to your, your positive? There, there, there are some. I find there's a mixed multitude out there. There's some people who want to listen, all they want to hear is the new dance hall vibe going on. And yeah. Wearing the tight pants and all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But honestly, I feel uncomfortable if I, if, if I put on clothes and it's too tight. I feel like I'm, I'm yeah, being I know, stifled. I know, you know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and same way, I can't listen to certain music. Cause it's not good for my meditation. I release that Dennis Brown, Bob Marley, Garnet Silk, yeah. Sugar Miner, Toots and the Makings. I listen to old school. I find myself, in, well, in the new school, I will listen to Chronics. I will listen to some, some of Sizzler's music yeah, too, yeah. because some of his music is very deep, you know, in Cape Town. Yeah. You know, I listen to some of these really strong messages in the song. And, and I try to stay more to the conscious part of Sizzler, because sometimes, since that gets off and is he can get aggressive. Eh? He can get aggressive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But those, I mean, those artists, uh, you know, the Capleton, everyone you just mentioned, yeah, they're man. all very much in the same yes, vein man. as you. Maybe stylistically a little sure, different, but, sure. but in terms of the message, right? And, and you've always kind of kept that going. Yeah, I maintain it. I, I know it's very important, and it also speaks to my integrity, mm -hmm. my integrity, because I grew up in the church, and I couldn't find myself come and singing some garbage right now, <laughs> because yeah. I, I, I'm really. My father was an evangelist and my okay. mother was a spiritualist. She taught me all about my herbs and so on. So I, I grow to love nature, love people, respect elders, you know, and those who paved the way for us. And try to carry on that tradition. That's, that's really yeah. my mission, really. Let's unite, well 
it to the leaders of the world. They should have some self-control and be up full and right when they play their role. role. This is the guy that tried to kill my dad at one and time. And I'm beseeching to humankind, cease from your violence and cry. If you want to be safe in this time, well, I say Jachi Hill stay away from war and strife. Stop all you fast and fight If you wanna live a good life Well, yes, Jatty Hilton Stay away from war and strife Stop all the fast and fight Wake up, mankind, let's unite We got, well Remember we are one blood And we should live in That we should endeavor to be righteous And in John we should put our trust So, oh yes Children Stay away from one And crime, Lord Yes, children Stay away from war and strife Stop all this fast and fight If you wanna live a good life Yes, your children Stay away from war and strife Stop all this fast and fight Wake up, mankind, and unite Yes, unite Don't let the Don't let the Devil play tricks on you is watching everything you do Let love reign Forever in your heart Too much pain When we are apart Daddy, Stay away from war and strife Stop all the fuss and fight If you wanna live a good life Stay away from war and strife Stop all the fuss and fight Wake up mankind and unite think that the idea of, of, of respect and love and everything is, is, is slipping in this kind of era we're in now? Because it, it, it's, it's slipping in some way, honestly. And, 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 and I say, if people forget their tradition, if yeah. people forget their roots and forget the, the right upbringing, then they're going to live out of their character. Sure. And this is what I find happening with the youngsters. If you don't listen to your elders, if you don't listen to your if you don't know your history, if you don't know yourself, 
if you don't know these things, you won't know yourself. Mm -hmm. So this is why most of these youth they listen to the wrong music, eating the wrong food, yeah, yeah. drinking the wrong drinks. So they're gonna live out of their real uh, tradition and out of their real character. Sometimes you see some people, you never believe that they, their parents spent a lot of money to send them to good school. Right. You know, I could give you a perfect ex example, like in Vibes Carter. Vibes Carter is so knowledgeable, so learned, but still he went and did so much. Oh, he's in prison, prison, yeah. Right now he's in prison. Yeah. So if the youngsters not learning from these things, because the Bible, again, it tells me that you can learn even from the fool. Because sometimes a man feel like he knows everything, but he's still a fool to what he don't know. Right. Right. So some of these guys who call themselves masters and and teachers and but if you're not being a good example, I think the question was asked when when they asked uh, by Scarter, uh, uh, do you see yourself as a role model? He says no. He says he doesn't see himself as a role model, and that is stupidness. Once you become a public figure, you automatically become a role model for people looking to you. Even, sure. even if you're playing football or basketball or whatever, lawn tennis. Yeah, people are listening. You're there on your higher level. Yes, yeah. you're on a level and people look up to you. Yeah. So it's your responsibility. It's our responsibility. Once you become a public figure, you have to take it on as your responsibility to inspire other young youths coming up. Because at the end of the day, you're being paid by these people. Sure. Now, I know you have um, obviously a very large fan base internationally as far as the reggae community. But You've done. You were nominated for Grammy a few years ago. What does something like that do to kind of elevate your image and your your, your uh, standing, I guess, yes. in the, the overall music community? Well, does I that draw it, more attention to what you're doing? Well, honestly, that's a good question. <laughs> you know what? The first time I was nominated, I was nominated twice. Yeah, in 2002, right? Yes. Yeah. The first time I was nominated, I felt so excited about the whole thing and about going to the, 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 the seminar, uh, the ceremony. Yeah. And I, we, bought, we, got, we went there with management crew and camera crew and all that. And the first time when I tried to enter the the, the place on the staple on the staple center yeah. with my flag. The security first of all them say I can't enter with my flag. So I found it a little strange. I said listen, I try to explain to him that I'm nominated for the Grammys. Yeah you're an artist too. I, I'm yeah, in yeah. the reggae yeah. category and this is how I represent myself. Sure yeah yeah as a reggae as a reggae artist and they they weren't having it. <laughs> They called for backup, <laughs> and they, they had, had to dismantle my flag. Okay, wow. So from that, from the first experience, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So yeah. I wasn't too excited. The second time I was nominated, I was still glad to know that they could at least recognize me, but I still wasn't as excited as I was in the first instance. Right. So I still honored the, the, the call, because they called my name, and I went there to the second ceremony. And when I, the, the more I get to see this, I realize that it's more like a politics. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So if you win the Grammy, lucky for you, God bless you. And I'm happy for you. But it's not something I'm craving like no, one no. time. Yeah. You know, when I go and see the whole precision and see how they really do their thing, I see a lot of devil worshiping going on there also. Because I saw some of the artists almost naked. I, I, I saw a naked woman there. Yeah. Well, and this goes back to what you're saying about the way a lot of young artists are, are portraying themselves. Too, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So the very the larger the, the industry, the corporate, supporting all this dancehall stuff, this nakedness, this lewdness, this recklessness, this profanity, immorality. Yeah. That's what they're promoting. I'm not for this. I'd rather go back to the hills and sing. 
for the bees, for the wild animals out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sing, sing with the birds. So is that the kind of the important part of it for you is just just the being able to express express that music myself and to maintain. Yeah, it's sure. good then because I know a lot of people out there look to me. Not all gone. Not all gone astray. You say uh, the world is lost, but I think there's, there are people out there still searching. Mm -hmm. So if you can be a source of inspiration for them, then I continue. And I have lots of fans from the 90s coming up that they've been watching my movement and I see I maintain my thing. So it's important for us to maintain our standards. And even if you're building car or you're making te um, telephones, yeah, yeah, you have to maintain your standards. But that consistency is important. Thank you, sir. Because the people who are buying your product, listening to your music, you that's what they much. expect, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So I believe that some of these youngsters who started out as cultural artists turned out to be dance artists and I'm trying to follow the crowd. I think they're losing out because you're losing fans there. Yeah. I know a lot of people who said they broke their CD because they're here since they're singing certain stuff. They get all rid of all since the CD out of their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that I'm not lying, my brother. And I know a lot of youngsters who started out with Bobo. And when they see sure, certain sure. lifestyle of the Bobo dreadlocks them nowadays, they give up. Well, and you see them now with their hair down. Yeah. yeah. So I noticed that on some album covers. You, you, I'm telling you. And then not even the hair down alone, but the, the lifestyle. And yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. The, the, the practices, you know. Some started out with robe and turban, and then you see them in tights, leggings, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and jeggings and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. No, I have to maintain my standard. I, I, I grew up in the church, and I found Rastafari when I was 30 years old. Okay. And from that, I say I just start set, stand firm because to me. Living natural, living real, living mystical, living spiritual, to yeah. me, it's, it's a better feeling. It means it, you're careful with what you eat, what you, how you speak, how you conduct yourself. You know, you try to follow the footsteps of great people. I think a lot of people out there are choosing wrong role models. Okay. We have to be careful of our role models. I use His Majesty Emperor Ida Selassie as one of my role models. Marcus Garvey as one of my role models, Bob Marley, yeah. you know, Dennis Brown. Sure. And I still learn from people like Dennis Brown because certain in certain ways he got a little, you know, over, you know, he was controlled by substances. Yeah, yeah. So when I learn from these two, I said, I can't make this happen to me. So we have to know to control ourselves and don't get caught up in the system because there's all kind of stuff out there. There's guns, there's drugs, there's, uh, there's tricks, there's all kind of things out there to grab how to befall mankind so there's women also yeah. you can't leave that out well and there's there's this racism and hatred and all there's these people all joining of, these you know oh yeah yeah what i try to do is keep my thing straight across the board clean pure yeah keep my message pure i'm not sending no bitterness no hatred to no one i want most know himself when i'm listening to my son you can check his conscience yeah yeah that's uh i like that i like that attitude yeah <laughs> Get ready.
Dennis Brown a minute ago and I think that maybe you are a similar artist in the sense that with his music I mean I can go back and listen to something he recorded 30 years ago and get something new from it every time I think you maybe have a similar with your catalogue where you can go back and listen to a record you made in 1996 and and you get the same vibe from it right? Thank you sir. Is that something that you are kind of going for to make it timeless material? Yes man I believe that whatever you're doing you must do it properly. Yeah. If you're anything you're doing because I've grown I also I'm an, I'm an upholster right now. When I used to make furniture, I make sure I use the right type of wood. Yeah. I make it secure, like with the right amount of spring, and put the right staples on, and calico, and use crocus bag for the, I, I just make it strong. The quality control. Yeah, man. So you make sure you maintain your quality. Yeah. And even in this music, I find I have the same principle. I make music, I take time and do it properly, that it will last forever. Yeah. Know, timeless music. Yeah, and I mean, I think everyone, the other artists you've mentioned too. I mean, Bob Marley is a great yeah. example. Oh, right? it's timeless and yes. international and everywhere. Yeah, yeah. One one thing about um, just to, to get off that for a second, uh, being being here in Canada, Canada last year legalized marijuana yeah. across the country, and uh, I know that's you know that's a topic that you have discussed in the yes. past. Yeah. So, uh, how do you feel when you see countries kind of making this this change yeah. and going in that direction? Man, I, mean, I feel so. I'm, I really, I'm excited. I'm very happy. You know, I was here the day. That, uh, that the cannabis was needed. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was here. So it meant a lot for me. It's significant, and it means that at least we're going forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because people, I mean, like most of these heads of government, they know the value of the cannabis. They do, yeah. You know, the, the, the medical purposes and uh, the spiritual value 
you know, because there's so much you can get from this natural herb. And this is a herb that was given by God. It's not something you have to go to process. You don't make it in a lab. Right. It, grow, it grows on the It grows field, yeah. naturally. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad that they can, the government are really welcoming, even in Jamaica, yeah. they're welcoming the, the legalization and even cultivation. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just think that the wrong people may not be getting, or the right people may not be getting the opportunity to cultivate it as how they would have loved to. Sure, yeah. Well, because they've been stopped so many times by, by, by laws and by yes. prison and by everything else. Yeah. So much things, yeah. are, are impediments in their way. But now that it's, it's legalized, I think you have to have a license, which costs even the simplest license for one acre, I think it's 5,000 US. Look at these local farmers and they're able to really no, it's a lot of money qualify yeah. themselves. You yeah. know? But I think if we all come together and find a way to help each other, we can make this happen. Yeah. But it's a good step forward. For sure. And yeah. I welcome this change. Yeah. Do you, do you th so you know now that more countries uh, like Canada are, are taking the step and parts of America and, and, and Jamaica and some of the Caribbean. Yes. So. Did you? What do you say to someone who's still opposed to it and still thinks that it's a negative influence on on, on people? Because there still are people out there who yeah. you know they don't like the idea of I, it. There. I don't know. I don't know why they're fighting it. It's like they're fighting the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no need because they're, they're fighting a losing battle. Because I know that um, well thinkers, even in, the, in World War One, even World War Two. We know that one of the main fuel for for, for people, the government, is for wealth and for fuel was the cannabis. Man, a lot of people don't know. In World War One, the ships could not sail without Embro. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they know the power of this this commodity. Well, they've if, known it for decades. Yeah. For decades, that's it. Yeah. But I think um, just like good the truth and the good music, you, you might get the back burner if if you're not singing the tune that. You know, really encourages their industry or their market. Yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Well, so, and if they're not, if they're not, if they're not having a big portion or a part yeah. in it, yeah, yeah, know, they're not with you for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I, you know, it's been a few years since I talked to you on the phone, but one of the things that that I remember coming up in conversation because I thought it was very interesting was that you are a big fan of country music. And we talked about Marty Robbins, I think. Oh my and God, <laughs> so after after we had that conversation, yeah. I went back and listened to some of your CDs, yes. and and I could hear it in there. Like yes, it, and it's just is that still a very strong influence on you yeah. in the country? Until today, yeah. And I still watch my Western movies. Yep. Yeah. And I one of the main reasons why I love Western movies is the music in the background. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Sometimes you're not even paying much attention to the um, to the full story behind it. Right, because you you're too fixated on the music. Yeah, yeah. The music yeah. it carries you away. So yeah. I really admire that about Western music. It, it tells a story also, and all these yes, things. Yeah. Like in Ken Rogers, I have a great respect for him. Yeah, because he was so tactful and skillful that he could tell a story, a love story, the best you yeah. could ever hear. Yeah. Do Do you think that it's the kind of directness and and, and honesty and genuineness of, of those songs that that connects with you is that yes I think it's the same because to me in a lot of way country western music is like country music is like reggae music yeah yeah because these are some people who've been through some rough times and they, they, they tell their life story struggler he is yeah. a struggling yeah. struggling world out here and you yeah. have to be fit to survive in this world so this is how they tell their story and I, there's something about the country music to me it, it's it's very authentic it's the instrument they put in. You don't hear much um, tech, new technology. No, it's it's very stripped down. And that yeah, is yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it's real, real to life music. Yeah. 
So as someone who has, has you have what, about 40 albums out now, I guess, right? You've quite a, uh, over 60. Sick, okay, I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot, yeah. So what, what do you want your legacy to be? Like, you know, 50 years from now, what do you I want, want people to think? 50 years from now, I want when people tap in, even type in on the internet, they see Roots and Culture Messenger. Yeah. Okay. Always representing for the roots and for the people. A freedom fighter, a liberator, yeah. an inspiration to the generation. That's the legacy I want to leave. And do you think that the the classic root style of reggae music will always maintain over that yes, time? Yes. Because yes, I mean, I know we've talked about you know dancehall and the way things yeah, have gone. Honestly, like, you know, um, it's like in a melting pot when you go into the factory, mm -hmm. the infirmary. When you see the boiling, this the real essence, like they're making wine or rum or anything. The fraud will boil up on the top. Like it looks piece of sediments and trashes yep, yep. and all that would just boil and fraud up. And then you skim that off. To me, some of this negative music is like that. Okay. The real hardcore, real roots music, because there's still people making good music. Toots, Mr. Toots, he's another great yeah. veteran. Yeah. He's still making music. These veterans, they never leave the studio. They're always working, working. I never stop. Right now I have my garage band that I use. When I'm on the flight, I make I make some nice beats. Oh really? Just rhythms. Always, always. Yeah, yeah. Always. Yeah. I get inspiration. I put it down, and um, I still write songs every day. I get an inspiration. I still make a note of it. To me, music is not just a like, like you say a job, and then you get retired. Yeah. Or get fired, or you get redundancy. No, it's not like that. To me, music is our life. So as long as I'm inspired, I'm gonna put my inspiration down. Do you think that inspiration will continue? Like, have you ever had a point where the inspiration wasn't there? Or have you always been very strong Maybe with it? Sometimes, like, the way how people behave, it might discourage you. And you, then, in your own state of discouragement, you get an inspiration to write a song about it. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> write a song about the discouragement. <laughs> For sure, yeah, yeah. That's the beauty of music. For sure, yeah. yeah. If you even get hurt, you write about it and it helps you. If you're brokenhearted, you write a song about it. And it helps you through that process. Sure. Well, it can help you through positive and negative, right? You can use it as a way yeah. to express those feelings. I'm telling you, yeah. it's really the way of expressing yourself. And um, at the same time, inspiring other people. Because I'm on here singing a song, never give up my pride. Yeah. And it can also inspire but In the meantime, it's strengthening you. It's, it's, it's good. Well, and if it's a really good song, too, it can inspire someone halfway across the world mm -hmm. 20 years later because the message is still important, right? And yes, so, yeah. well, it can find it. Because sometimes people, a lot of people stumble into, like this gentleman I met on the plane, he said he was just going through, browsing through, and he saw some pop-up of some show I'm having, so he tapped into my music and started listening. I said, man, you're writing some great songs. <laughs> He'd never heard of you before? Yeah. Like, he never heard of you. Yes, yeah. You're doing great. My God. So even coming to the airport, sometimes you come across an immigration officer and say, what are you here in Canada for? I say, I'm here for a festival. Yeah. I'm going to... Uh, Winnipeg and I said, what, what you doing? Said, There's a festival up there. So I said, what? I said, What's your name? I said, my name is Luciano. I said, all right, we're going to look you up. And before I could leave, I type in and come and say, hey, I was looking up. You're doing good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were at the uh, Edmonton Festival. <laughs> so I know this, you know, I think sometimes you may feel discouraged. You're doing your, doing your thing, helping people, yeah. and inspiration. And then sometimes you feel discouraged because you feel like, a lot of people don't appreciate your effort and then, but then there comes just a simple person come along and say, 
hey, I've been listening to your music for years now, and you, 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 in my family, you, you helped to grow my family. Yeah. They, they grew up with your songs, like Lord, give me strength, Superman, so, so these things really are my encouragements. Okay. And I, I guess you, no matter where you go, you can you meet get, people who have heard that, and, and it's affected them in one way or another. Yes, yeah. and here's some testimony. There was this gentleman who came to me, he said he, he was about to kill his wife and commit suicide. Oh, wow. So he was driving to the house with a gun between his legs. Yeah. And then for some reason, he felt like he could turn on the radio. So when he turned the radio on, Lord Give Me Strength came on. Okay. And he said he had to pull over, he cried for some spell. Then he put the gun up and drive home. And he said he couldn't believe he made it up. He made it up with his wife and yeah. they got back together. And uh, he was telling me the testimony, man, it brought tears to my eyes. You know, when I see that, your music can touch lives. You yeah. never know what you're doing out there. You send off your message, you don't know who you're touching out there. Once it's, it's out of your hands, it's, it's out of it your belongs hands. to the world, right?
supermarket, I, I make sure I put myself together because you never know, you might come across a fan and say, I need a picture. Yeah, yeah. And they don't have, when I'm calling a thing, they're calling. When I'm calling this thing, uh, Which things? Like, like, they do a little short video and send it out simple. Snapchat. <laughs> oh, Snapchat thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about this. <laughs> I'm not too much on this um called social media right I, I think a lot of our, but you'll take a photo with someone i take a photo yeah, yeah and i'll do this stuff but you have some people if they go into the bathroom they have to <laughs> snap <laughs> come on man. they get you know i think they're going overboard yeah now. a little bit yeah, yeah so what 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 can people expect at the show the winnipeg show because it's, it's been a few years vibes. right since you've been so. positive vibes yeah man. And, uh, they're gonna have a good time for sure good music good inspiration and come and gel with the messenger and feel the good vibes. Yeah. Because to me, a, a concert is supposed to be about going out, having a good time, listening to some good vibes, and I go home and say, yes, my messenger is still kicking it, he's still <laughs> flicking, he's still doing his thing. Yeah. His voice is just as good as 20 years ago. So these are the stuff you're gonna leave people talking. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's his okay. shoes, his boots still shine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 As far as what, what uh, material you're going to be playing, is it going to be songs from throughout throughout your, your history? Yes, man, from the from the um, catalog, from the Exterminator. Yeah. And then I try to give them a little of the new stuff. Because as I say, we have to keep the message current. Sing about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And because you can't be like we're just caught up in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I see what's going on here. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that's easy for a lot of artists to do. Once they have a period of success, they can yeah. just only stick to that music and never progress, Look, right? This, this is why I'm the messenger. I have to be current with what's happening. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be seeing all that generation going astray and don't sing about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like even those people I see bleaching, never sang them say, They put a shark, how they boost is stupid or what? Why so my feet and them not proud to be black? Them coach a shark. Why them do a thing like that? Bleach out them face and steal them neck back, black them culture side, you know? So we sing about this things and we talk about the system. Yeah. System of y'all and pull up. Better take this away from top. Whole world of y'all and pull up. If no one time do madness for stop. You know, I sing about stuff that's going on, the youths, the kind of street, mm -hmm. the amount of guns on the street. I sing about these things. So I let the people know that as a messenger, I am aware of what's happening. And you're still making songs that are relevant to and, today's situation? Yes, and I still have to sing some of the hits of yesterday. Of course, yeah. So my fans who come to hear some of these hits, they feel satisfied when they leave. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, do, do you think when you're playing here, uh, I mean, you know, this is, uh, Winnipeg has, has a very good community, but it's smaller than maybe other types of music yes. because, because of where we are geographically, right? Yeah. Do, do you feel like a lot of the people who come to your shows are, are new to your music, or is it a lot of people who know it intimately? I think, I think some folks get invited. Yeah. Yeah. But most of the people come is like people who know the messenger and will come to hear some good vibes and And they've been following yes, you. Yes, they've yeah. been following me. And like a man like Mr. Jimmy Spliff, a man like Kimbo. These people I met them in Nigel in Jamaica. Okay. And, and I performed for them and they loved it. So as a result, Mr. Kimbo and Steam Split they invite me on festivals here. They were instrumental in getting me on festivals here. So you make those connections and so you these re- connections. Are, me yeah. And they I'm telling you. These are some fans over the years been listening to me and they always come, come out to my performances and you know so I know they tell other people and they say come on yes, yes. last time this guy was great yeah, you should go yeah, 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 come yeah, on in yeah, here man yeah. so um, it's growing to me it's a growing community I think the conscious community the spiritual community it's vibrant because you know what we are the people who keep the, the, the we call it about um, the sacredness the the spirituality, the foundation, the groundation of mm-hmm. humanity. Because if we all go astray and sing all kind of garbage, what kind of world would this be? There have to be some people who keep it sane. Yeah. And, you know, remain conscious and stay on the positive side. Because we can't all be partying. Everybody can't be partying and write through the music. Some people have to come and talk about what's going on. You know? You can't ignore the, the reality, can't ignore the reality yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. of life, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to put it. So the, the show is uh, is Friday at the Franco Manitoba Cultural Center. Friday, I'm sorry. Friday, yeah, Friday. Yes, yeah, Friday, 23rd. You know, Franco Manitoba yeah, Cultural Center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, I get a little mix, mix up with the dates. <laughs> that's okay. You've been you've been traveling. It's, it's all good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, hopefully people uh, hopefully you get a good turnout and yeah, get, get a lot of uh, people look, check it. Honestly, man, I know there's going to be a good vibes there. I feel it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I want to respect the promoters. No respect to Keith and no respect to a man they call Barfly, but his right name is Brian. I don't know when we get that name, but can't suspect him. <laughs> but no respect also Mr. Jimmy Split. You know, I know, I know a lot of people put in their effort behind this to make yeah. it a great success. Yeah. Thanks to you for making it. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks for I'm it, very happy to meet you personally. Possible, nice. man. Thank sure. you so much. Well, we don't, yeah, I hope people go to the show and, uh, you know, again, I'm very happy to speak to you personally. Nice talking to you. Phone was one thing, but in person. And I love your questions, man. Thanks, man. Very interesting questions. Well, it's, it's yeah. no fun to do an interview if it's just you know yeah. some reading off a sheet of paper. You, you know, some people ask questions. Oh, okay. Uh, when you got started? Yeah. Uh, what kind of food you eat? But you go deep, man. Well, That's if you ask, awesome. all that stuff's available on the internet. Yeah. Right? You can just look it up. Well, I don't even know where you started. I can look it up on Wikipedia, right? Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, right on. Well, th- thanks again. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you too, man. Common street, then we just no peace. Shoot out with bad man and police. And everywhere we go, too much blood and flow. When we be sing, and I don't know. Stop this for seeing and Stop it, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it.